My makeup routine changes every day. Sometimes I'm giving you full glam, but sometimes I like a no makeup makeup look or like literally just like almost literally no makeup. It just depends. Whether you like fresh faced, full glam or somewhere in between, there's a Thrive Cosmetics product for you. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, they are high-performance, and they have uncompromising standards. One of my personal favorite products is the Brilliant Eye Brightener. I love this product because it can be used in so many different ways. It can be a highlighter stick that's made to brighten and open up your eyes. They support amazing causes, including the LGBTQIA plus community and racial and social justice. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Curious. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash curious for 20% off your first order. Honey, I love a luxurious moment, but I also love luxury that like doesn't cost quite so much. Then I discovered Quince and it was a total game changer. They have so many different items to choose from. They have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Thanks, Quince. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Indulge in affordable luxury, honey. Go to quince.com slash curious for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash curious to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash curious. My husband loves him some ritual. His little tum-tum can get off. His little microbiome, it says, help me. Enter Ritual. They created a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gash, and diarrhea. I really like Ritual because they prioritize sustainably sourced and traceable ingredients. I love to take my Symbiotic Plus every morning along with my hot tea or coffee because I feel like it helps me start the day off right. I also love that Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 20% off. Let's face it. I'm not going to stop treating myself anytime soon, and neither should you. But what I should stop doing is paying for me time with whatever random credit card is in my wallet. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side by side to maximize your spending. Some even offering 10 times the points on your spending. So what could future you do with better rewards? Honey, is it like a gorgeous free flight that you would have had to have paid for, but honey, you're saving that flight money? Is it a gorgeous room upgrade? Is it like a gorgeous like two-bedroom suite instead of a one-bedroom suite so your like in-laws or like your friend could stay over there in that room so you don't have to like hear them doing whatever with what they're doing in your your guys' room? Is it like really adulting? Oh, I love adulting. And you know what else I love? 
is not waiting to make smart financial decisions. I also love paying my credit cards off in full every month because like, yes, good credit. So let's like do try to do that and like making responsible decisions, which we love. Um, But anyway, don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness. And every week, I sit down for a 40-minute conversation with a brilliant expert, or in this case, experts, to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, I'm joined by the team behind the new Netflix film, Arlo the Alligator Boy, which I'm also part of, where I ask them, how much do we love Arlo? Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Van Ness. I'm so excited. This is a literal Getting Curious historical first. We have before had two guests at once, I think only one time, but never, ever have we had four at once. Welcome to the show, the writer and director of Arlo the Alligator Boy, Ryan Kriego. We have Blake Lemons, who's the co-executive producer. We have Michael J. Woodard, who plays literal Arlo Beauregard himself, and Mary Lambert, who plays Bernie. And then there is me, who plays for Alicia. This has just been like my first ever like animated thing where I like played anything outside of like three lines. Like I've, I've done like a line here. I've done a line there, but I've never like done a whole project. Is Michael, is this your first project? And Mary, is this your first like full, like feature animated project? Yes. This is, this is my first ever. Um, This is even like, I've done some acting in the past, but I don't think I've ever made it to the point where I've actually gotten to be on a platform acting. So this is like my first overall movie ever and let alone animation project. But I think I'm nailing it. And you are too, Mary. (laughs) This is my first acting thing I've done since I was Cinderella in my high school musical. (laughs) I want to see that. (laughs) Please. Blake and Ryan, same question. Is this your guys' first spearheading of, like, your first own animated, like, feature? Uh, Yeah, kind of. So um, I've worked on movies before, and I've worked on series, and I've run shows before. And Blake and I have worked together for off and on over the last, like, six or seven years. On different shows, but this is the first movie that um, that I've directed and, and taken on. By the first movie, I think Blake's been the supervising producer on. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, I've been in television animation uh, since 2005, uh, and this is the first feature, and I'm pumped about it. It's great. Okay, so you know what I just realized for our listeners, Queens, because I've been so on the inside of this. I have been so excited about this, and I was just assuming that everyone even knows what we're talking about, but let me just fill everyone in. (laughs) We are talking about Arlo the Alligator Boy. This is a movie that is coming out on Netflix um, April 16th, and the stunning logline for Arlo the Alligator Boy is, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, someone, but I think this (laughs) is correct, a wide-eyed boy who is half human and half alligator leaves his sheltered life in the swamp to search for his long-lost father in New York City. What a premise. (laughs) What a premise. Who even knows what could happen? So for... um, for Blake and Ryan, what was this development process like? Like, how did Arlo come to life? What were you doing? Where were you? You just like, 
Oh, there's this alligator boy. How did it happen? It's been over a decade for me. So um, I was I was just a, a young um, artist, and I uh, myself, like Blake, um, kind of came up as what's called a story artist in animation, which means we we do you know the storyboards. But um, on a lot of projects, they're they're what's considered like board driven. So like my early uh, work, I worked on Shrek movies, and with that, like we oftentimes weren't even given a script. We were just told like, hey. Shrek and Donkey walk to the forest and, you know, they're going here. And then you just start writing jokes and drawing funny things. So I always write through drawing. And then one day, I don't know when the day was, but this little alligator boy started popping up. And I was like, oh, he's so cute and so fun and lovable. And just had, I started digging into just, you start building a personality and all that stuff. So um, then the whole thing came together. And that's like the early characters, Birdie and, and the hairball character and all these you know, I, I kind of, but I wasn't old enough or experienced enough at the time to like put a cohesive pitch for a movie together. I tried, it was a great experience, but you know, it's a kind of like, you know, being persistent is great because I didn't nail it then. And then however many years later, it was like, my wife was like, that, I, like, cause that was around the time I met my wife and she was like, you never did that project. And I loved it so much. And I was like, if someone else believes in it again, maybe I should look at it again. And so I did. And I started working on it and redeveloping it and then got Blake involved. And Blake was there when I pitched to Netflix and, you know, yeah. it was the whole thing. It just, they, they were like, yeah, let's do it. Movie and series at the same time. It was crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that you said that and not me because I didn't know if people knew about the series yet. And I didn't want to be the one to like, again, say the thing like before it was released. Cause like I do that, like it's my job. So yeah, I'm really glad that we cleared that up. So yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, it's out in the world. How exciting did you think? Okay. So was that like on, like, did you do it in LA? Like on that, not to name drop, but like the NS Avenue, like where? No, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. 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 In that big so, intimidating building. Yeah. So did you expect to leave that pitch meeting with not, not only a feature film, but a series as well. I mean, that's a pretty huge thing oh to like gosh. get greenlit for both of these things. No, simultaneously. I, I, no, I expected to go back to my regular life and not, <laughs> <laughs> not do either. I don't know. I was like, I, I thought it was a crazy thing to pitch a movie and, and then say, and then it, and a series and it's musical. And, and not only that, the music's going to be like super modern and like, you know, like, like think Beyonce, don't think Disney. And, um, and they were, Netflix was just like, right in the, like from the, before the character even came on the screen, they were like, mm-hmm, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, here's the <laughs> alligator. <laughs> yeah. And Blake, you were there for this? Yeah, I absolutely was. Yeah. I'll mention that I remember in 2012 when Ryan and I first started working together um, at a different studio, uh, him saying to me, I have this character. I really want to pitch it. I really want to make it. I think it's groundbreaking. I think people will love it, you know? And that was 2012. And fast forward to, when was that pitch, Krigo? What year was that? To uh, three. It was right before my daughter was born. So it must have been 2017. 2017. Yeah. And so fast forward to that and, and it got going and, and yeah, I was lucky enough to have been making some shows with Ryan before that, and he brought me in. And uh, and then when I met Michael uh, J. Woodard here, I was like, yes, that is absolutely the the <laughs> the voice, the character, the everything that uh, Krigo had been talking about in 2012. <laughs> okay, so I one thing that I wrote down for that is that I really hope the children at home are taking from this is 
patience, mm-hmm. patience. Yeah. 2012. It's like, I think so many people are like, you know, it was an overnight thing. It might like, no, like you've literally been visualizing this, working towards this, like in different m- moments of intensity, like for literally 10 yeah. years. So patience, yeah. perseverance comes up for me. That's such a massive congratulations. Like, wow, wow, wow. So Thank you. one other thing that not to speak for uh, Michael and Mary, but I'm going to guess that I think this is going to be correct when I say Shrek. You guys worked on Shrek. I love Shrek. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It was the best place. I was, I was in, you know, out of school and I got my, I had worked in a bunch of, you know, restaurant jobs and things, but like my first animation job, uh, they were like, yeah, so you're going to be a production assistant. And I was like, cool. And then I didn't know exactly what I, it was DreamWorks. It was crazy. And then all of a sudden I walked in and they were like, yeah, so, um, the movie you're working on, we're not sure about, can you go help out Shrek? And I was like, yeah, (laughs) I can do that. So, um, and then I just totally, that, that group of people, um, the producers on, on those projects and the artists just really like shepherded me and like helped me grow. And I became a storyboard artist and, you know, just kept going. Wow. 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 That is major. Okay. This is kind of a question for everyone, but I want to hear from Blake and Ryan first. What was it about Michael and Mary that just, you're like, (gasps) That's it. I, I hear it. I see it. I feel it. This is it. Um, I'll start with Michael because I think um, I didn't know who I didn't know who would play Arlo. And I was searching for you for years. Literally, was just kind of thinking like, oh, that's an interesting person or that. And a lot of times it was uh, younger talent because I didn't want the voice to, you know, he's like 15, 16 years old. And mm-hmm. and so and then all of a sudden, you know, by the time because I worked I saw it's like a grown person uh, like oh, I, that's not going to work anymore. Um, but uh, I was working on the music with Alex Gringas, who, as you you know, Jonathan, you got to work with a little bit. He's our, our amazing um, songwriter, my songwriting partner on the movie and series. And um, we were trying to figure out who are we writing for. And that's a big thing when you're writing songs that without knowing what, you know, like how you're crafting, who's that, what that voice is. And Alex, one night, I remember it clear as day, sent me just, we always were in constant contact and he sent me a clip of Michael's audition on American Idol. And it wasn't even him singing. When I got to him singing, I was like shocked. And I was like, this is it. But it was him getting his, uh, I always say it's, like, it's not the golden ticket because that's when you're going to Hollywood, but it's like, it's like that little tag they give you like for a marathon, you know, like your number. So it's like, you're not yeah. even, you didn't even win. You didn't win. You didn't, you're not going to Hollywood. You're just getting in the door. And <laughs> yeah. they gave him the ticket in this, in this clip and he go, holds it up and he's like, yes. And the way he was so proud and so happy. And I was like, that is Arlo. Like he's just sees everything so positively. Like that's a win. Wow. It's a being there is a win being in the door. I was like, that's my guy. And so, um, so I, I, we found Michael's manager and like, we're like, we want to meet him. We want to, we want to, and so we had some songs in hand and we, uh, we, we met up at a studio and, and we recorded and I was like, that's it. Like it was done for me. It was done. I had, you know, we had a lot of work with Netflix. Michael hadn't acted before. Right. I want him to play the lead. He's never acted before. Like, get, but, but I knew in my heart, this was, this was Arlo. So, um, you know, they, they followed me. We made it happen. And, and even some of the audition is in the movie. That's how good he was. I mean, that's how authentic Michael, that character is like Whoa. without even having acted for I all these years, that. just that some of the audition is in that, is in that movie when he's on the train with Birdie. 
and he does the birdie. Yeah. Bird. Actually, Michael, do it. Yeah. Can you do birdie? Oh, the, um, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Sorry. Okay, okay, okay. Wait, 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 wait. I'll do it. I'll do it. Birdie. It was like something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yes. yes. I mean, how do you not, right? Yeah. I don't know. And so. that scene, and that scene is apt, uh, is was the first scene that we put together with Mary and Michael together, like uh, mm-hmm. animatic, where we put the storyboards with the audio, and yeah. uh, and we saw the the two characters playing off of each other for the first time, and and we yeah, absolutely yeah. loved it, and uh, and yeah, Mary uh, playing with with Michael, it was it was just magic. We knew it was the right duo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, Krigo, if you want to talk and, about finding Mary, yeah, 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 and Mary Mary auditioned in a more like traditional. We I, I couldn't find birdie and i and um you know we did a bigger casting search like for for alicia i knew i jonathan to uh not to you know put you on the spot but i knew it was you i was like i was fighting so hard from the beginning you i took it took me months to get you but we did um but with with mary mary came in through more like traditional auditioning um process through the casting directors and we had, she came in later. Like we, there were, there were a bunch of auditions and I was going pouring through every single one. And I had some that I liked, but I, but I didn't, I didn't feel that passionately. And one of the things we did for, for the audition was we had a song and it was a pretty popular, um, song that, um, you know, popular artist, uh, that we had the birdie, um, auditions sing. And, um, everyone did like the karaoke version, you know, off of like YouTube or whatever. And then they sang the song and Mary, from the beginning, there was this piano chord and she was singing at her piano and sang the most haunting version of this song. And I was like, I was in tears. I literally like, I got tears in my eyes and I was like, okay, this is it. And like, and I knew there was a little bit, like we had some work to do. Like we had to figure, we had to find the character a little bit still, but like, I was like, that was it, man. It was just so powerful that someone would come in and say, this is, this is who I am. And then take it, you know, take it or leave it kind of a thing that felt like that's birdie. Right. So it was a very like, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, I listened to that. I still on my, I, st- I still have it in my, on my iPod, not oh whatever my, my phone. I still listen to that. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's fresh. I'm just going to like, we're going to go to Mary for a second. Then we're going to roll it back to Michael. Cause there's a lot of things that we need to hit there. This is a quick di- uh, sidebar. Mary, I was too very shook by Amber Glenn's rendition <gasps> On Instagram, I was gooped, <laughs> gagged, and gotten my life all together. Reigning national silver medalist, U.S. senior figure skating, yes. just yes. giving her life to your music, honey. I had chills. Wow. Okay, anyway. I died. If y'all on this have not seen that clip of Amber Glenn skating to Mary's song, you should run, don't walk. Anyway, <laughs> that's what we were saying. Mary, so you didn't hear that story. You didn't know that the way that you did the audition of Birdie was what set you apart in the way that you did that song. No, I didn't know. I'm just so, I, I can't believe that. That's so beautiful. I that was, was really you know, gorgeous. I was actually really worried when I did the song. My agent sent me the the sheet and I was like, I'm not, I'm, this is perfect. I'm in the studio, but I didn't have that much time. I had to hurry and do it. And I was like, I don't really know this song, but I'm going to just kind of take the chords and make it my own and, and just sing it crazy. I, I love that. Really? That's so sweet. One thing that I take from Birdie's character is that she is very like, 
herself and she's so lovely and she is not like everyone else. So I think that that to me is like an outsider just makes so much sense. I have like chills on my triceps. It's just amazing. And, and your <laughs> performance is so, I mean, sometimes it makes me question my emotional intelligence because of like how into Arlo I am. Like I'm like, cause I, am I like, am I 11? Like I'm so in it. Like I am in it when we are watching it. Like I am taken away. Like I am chomping at the bit to see this movie. Like, yeah. did you mean yeah. to make it for 34 year olds accidentally as well? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's that. So I, so it's not that I'm not like, I am mature. I just am like a victim of great storytelling and incredible animation. And it's not my fault that we are all really just seeing this amazing work. Okay. So I answered my own question for me. I'm going back to Michael. So Michael, okay, yes, you are just minding your own business. And then your team tells you that these guys want you to do like voice this character in this new Netflix movie. Yes. I got an email from. I'll say this. I did the finale of American Idol, and I think it was like a week after or a couple days after. I got this email, Jonathan, that said that people want to get in touch with you. (laughs) And they was like, it it said that they wanted to get in touch with your team, actually. But like, I low-key didn't have a team because I got (laughs) signed to management right after um, American Idol was over, but there was no kind of like relationship because it was so quickly after the after. so I didn't I'm like who do I you know who do I forward this email to but I was like okay I do have a manager now so let me just you know scramble and send it to him and then I think a month later we winded up meeting um at Paramount Studios in Hollywood and I get like the audition process was it it wasn't the most easy thing. Like I did an accent, Jonathan, and you know, it didn't fly over too well in my mind. So it was one of those situations where I was like, okay, Ryan, can I be myself too? Do I have to talk this way? He was like, yeah, like do it. It was like, I was trying to do this whole new Orleans thing and it, it just was not good. Jonathan. But um, I was just, they kind of told me afterwards, like, Michael, the part has been yours. Like, we just wanted to meet you and, and come in. But I'm I'm so glad that that moment kind of solidified it for you, Ryan and, and Alex. Can I tell one small story about that first meeting? That was yes. so amazing. So uh, so we're waiting for Michael and he here here comes. I'm like, is he the person? You know, I, I kind of think that. And I and I've thought that about you, Jonathan. I'm like, and you are, by the way, for anyone listening, you are you are that person. You're so sweet and, and positive. And I think that, you know, you, you wonder sometimes with people you see them, you see that just a clip on whatever YouTube and you're like, is that really can that person really be that person? <laughs> here comes Michael. He's got his little backpack on. He's got high waters and rose socks and loafers and he's and he's shuffling and he's shuffling his feet down the street and he goes, "Hey." And I was like, "Oh my god. It's really him." And um and so we got inside and we started talking and it was just like the like totally uh, lovely and, and amazing. And he goes, I yeah, need yeah. to um I need to go use the bathroom. Don't worry, I've been here. I know where I know where the bathroom is. I was like, okay. <laughs> um and and so I'm thinking like, you know, Alex and I are downstairs talking. And then all of a sudden, for, for those of you who uh, get to watch the movie Beyond These Walls is like one of my favorite songs. Um, very, it's a very important song to me and to Arlo. Yes. And we hear Michael upstairs in the bathroom. He went to the bathroom to warm up and he's singing Beyond These Walls. 
and we hear it reverberating through the studio. And Alex and I looked at each other and we were like, we like creeped up the stairs. It was up the, it was up these stairs and we like creeped up the stairs and we were like listening to him in the bathroom going, Oh my God, this oh is it. God. Like it's just, it was so crazy. And, uh, and then he came down and like knocked it out of the park. It was, it was insane. What? But it, you, but he was warming up and I was like, the fact that he not only like took, took the time and like learned the song, but like cared enough to go do his vocal warm ups and do the prep and like go upstairs and practice the song before he came down. And perform- I was like, I'm like, you know, that's work ethic. It's why he is where he is. Oh yeah, I like to do my vocal warm-ups too before we do our songs because it's like I really need to like get into like my octaves and everything because I find when I when I don't, it's like it I'm just kidding. I obviously <laughs> don't sing in this musical. My makeup routine changes every day. Sometimes I'm giving you full glam, but sometimes I like a no makeup makeup look or like literally just like almost literally no makeup. It just depends. Whether you like fresh-faced, full-glam, or somewhere in between, there's a Thrive Cosmetics product for you. Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. They're made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, they are high-performance, and they have uncompromising standards. One of my personal favorite products is the Brilliant Eye Brightener. I love this product because it can be used in so many different ways. It can be a highlighter stick that's made to brighten and open up your eyes. They support amazing causes, including the LGBTQIA community and racial and social justice. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com Curious. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C A U S E M E T I C S dot com slash curious for 20% off your first order. My husband loves him some ritual. His little tum tum can get off. His little microbiome, it says, Help me. Enter Ritual. They created a three-in-one supplement, including clinically studied prebiotics, probiotics, and a postbiotic to support the relief of mild and occasional bloating, gash, and diarrhea. I really like Ritual because they prioritize sustainably sourced and traceable ingredients. I love to take my Symbiotic Plus every morning along with my hot tea or coffee because I feel like it helps me start the day off right. I also love that Ritual has industry-leading sustainability standards. Ritual uses scientific tools to select lower carbon packaging, prioritize sustainably sourced ingredients, and set ambitious climate goals. There's no more shame in your gut game. Symbiotic Plus and Ritual are here to celebrate, not hide your insides. Get 20% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com slash curious. Start Ritual or add Symbiotic Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash curious for 20% off. This is a question for Mary and Michael because this is your first feature you are. I don't know what it's called. Well, I can, I, yeah. So in a movie, I guess you're like a lead, honey. And then in like a series, you're like a series regular, honey. So you were just <laughs> really thriving, nailing these roles. What was the most, um, a two part question for both of you. What was, um, when Michael, you're on my screen, you're first. So I'm going to have you go first on this one. Okay. What okay. was your most challenging part of uh, voicing this character for the first time and what was the most exciting part? Okay, the first I want to say Ryan, that story is freaking nuts. Like, no, and I'm, <laughs> I'm mad that you didn't tell me this sooner, Ryan. Like, what the heck? But, I, oh my God, that's just, that's amazing. That's so inspiring. It's so amazing. I don't even remember doing that. That's, 
that's funny, but I still remember what the steps in the bathroom was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I, I say, Jonathan, the most challenging thing. So the animation world is is different from just like walking onto a screen or, or in front of a camera and pretty much acting out. There's a lot more that goes into it technically, I think. So I would say the lines weren't the most challenging. And maybe Mary can attest to this. I think the laughs was was what I struggled <laughs> with, Doc. and like the um, like the grunting noises and like the the physical noises, you know, that had to represent totally. you moving. <laughs> totally. And, no, and I think I'm good at it now. Like I've grown mm-hmm. to a place. Like me and Ryan just recorded the other day, so I don't know if I'm getting better, Ryan. I don't know yet. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. And Blake was there, so you guys would know if I'm getting better. I think I'm getting better, but the first time around, oh, my God, I thought I would lose the role just off of my, my laughs and my grunting sounds. It was so bad. Like, the running noises, like, the panting, and, yes. you know, um, yeah, it was, that's the most challenging. I'm going to tell I, you how good you are at it, though, because oh, I'm going to jump in, not as, like, a producer, thing, but I think I, I didn't, like, they... They were so good. Like, I didn't even, I was like, what? Like, they're so good. I didn't even realize. Cause like, yeah, you're running, but it's like, I, you sounded such your character that I didn't even realize there was a person voicing it. <laughs> <laughs> That's like how good you are. Yes. Thank you. Josh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. I, I don't know. I think I just grew at it. Like now the panting is like, <laughs> like, you know, so <laughs> totally. now, now I can't help doing it. I'm just, I just go to my bathroom and I'm like, ugh. They're like, is he okay in there? <laughs> okay. Um, I would say though, Jonathan, the most exciting part is, I would say just the whole acting experience all around. Like um, when I have like recording days, I get so like excited to go ahead and like read off these pages because when you figure out that you're actually like telling a story here that will affect, you know, I'm going to say millions of people, you know, to come in all one day, it makes you, it it makes you even more exhilarated and and happy to go ahead and, and put your all, it like motivates you to really put your all into the lines. And, you know, when you realize that these, these are not just lines on the paper, like these are, lines that are telling a story like it just pushes you even harder to go ahead and like give your all and be expressive and I think as an artist like it gives me another creative outlet to really you know be creative and to be expressive and I think just the fact that I get to do it like all the time and I get to tell a story by using my creative expression is like one of the most exciting things to me as well and also to have a movie that is so inclusive when it comes to music mm-hmm. and including the music like that is so exciting. Like just these songs that I get to sing all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, also a lot having Ryan and, and Blake and Alex just allowing me to be myself mm-hmm. in it, you know, and just like do all my little nuances if I want to. And, you know, use my tone that I have, my natural tone to in order to express the, the songs and the lyrics my own way. That's pretty exciting as well. So that's what I would say. I love that answer, first of all. Second of all, I did have like an impending sense of 
like, oh no. And you were like, yeah, like you're not just reading lines off a of paper. You're telling a story. I was like, oh, yeah. I wish someone would have told me that like eight months ago before I finished my, I was like, I was, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I was like, that was, that you was you do a really good, good job though. You do a really good, good, good job. You kill it. You kill it. I was it. like, I was like, are you, no, Mary, same question. <laughs> yes. Most exciting part of voicing Birdie, most challenging part. I The first thing that came to my mind, so I had like a second, call, I had a call back with, with Ryan and Blake and I live in Western Massachusetts in like the woods. And oh. I, so I drove, I drove to New York and I was like really, really excited and Bertie's character originally had, um, it said she had a, like a Southern accent. And so I, I didn't memorize anything. I just spent the entire time trying to finesse this accent. Oh. And I got, and we got to the audition and I, you know, I read like one line and then I think it was Ryan, Ryan was like, Hey, just don't worry about the accent. And I was like, Oh no, I feel I'm failing. I did, I did bad. I did it bad. And I, I left the audition and I cried the entire way home. I was sobbing. I was like, I didn't get it. I really wanted it. You know, I was like, so I was like, you know what? I, I learned a lot. <laughs> so that like those first couple days. And then I remember like, I got a call from my agent, like a couple, a couple days later. And she's like, you got it. And I was like, what? Wow. I just did not believe that. So that was like, that was a little bit of an emotional roller coaster. But in terms of the process, I totally echo Michael's sentiments of like doing these efforts of like when you're running, it's really like you, people are around you. So you you really sound like you're like, to me, they sounded se- sexual. I'm like, this, this is funny. <laughs> Um, I do just really quickly, I have to jump in. I have to ask a follow-up question and I would be remiss and I know everyone would be too if I didn't ask it. We're going to need to hear like just a sentence of a Southern accent. Like just, like I just, I'm, I'm really just, I'm so sorry, Mary, but please, if you could ever just give us like any one of, any one of those sentences, if you could remember from character, like if, if Bertie had been from the South, what would she have sounded like? Bertie, you two better stay down now, don't you hear? Y'all are too, y'all are too cute. <laughs> oh, I feel like you started to get into something there. Like the first one made me really laugh. And then by the second one, I started to already believe. Wow. Accuracy. That was like meant to be more funny, but then you ended up being really good at it, which I'm not surprised because you're a literal actress. Uh, okay. So keep going about, um, keep going with your, with your answer before I really interrupted. I'm sorry. I told you what happened. No, no, at some no. Point. The first time. Like, so I, I flew to LA to do some of the records with Michael and it was our first time meeting. And as soon as like Michael came down the hallway and I was meeting him, it was literally like, it was like meeting my best friend. It was like meeting like a, my mirror. Like I'm just, I'm real extra all the time. Like I can't really help it. I'm just always smiling all the time. And here's Michael just like always smiling. <laughs> and so we were just like, immediately just like hugged and like couldn't stop like being near each other and laughing and making each other laugh and then I also do like weightlifting and so Birdie is like super (laughs) strong you know and at one point I like picked Michael up and I was doing squats with Michael yeah (laughs) that was like I think one of my favorite favorite parts we've had yeah oh (laughs) that 
Oh we, cute. We got like we got you nothing done that first it. day. We got nothing done that first day. These two every no. time we're, we're like, playing. okay, uh, hang on a second. We're gonna talk talk about something. We just shut off the mic in the room, and then it's like, they're up lifting each other yeah. around, and I'm like, oh god, okay. <laughs> Yeah, we get, uh, back in our seats now. He's like, we're gonna need an extra studio day because there was uh-huh. uh, this thing happened at this. Uh, we just see one extra day. Oh, it was the best. Real. It was the best. It was awesome. Yeah. Not that anyone asked, but I'm gonna ask myself a question now because I just have to say because it it's just too funny. The efforting, I there is a, I can't remember when it happens, but there is a major fight. I think it's in the movie and. Mm-hmm. Those effortings was I never knew like ha like there was so much like <laughs> ha like for me that I was that I that I like when I first saw I was like I got that in my sleep honey I know and, but it's hard it's it hard is. efforting noises it you don't yeah. realize and then you know the other thing that I'm gonna also say even though no one asked um but I'm gonna ask myself the same question most challenging so y'all are singers obviously you sing very very well. And a big thing for me was that I was like, okay, I'll do a musical, but like, y'all aren't going to have me sing. I'm not coming on here with all these people who are like really genius singers and like trying to sing. And so I had recorded a lot of this, like in a, like in a stairwell closet in my house, like, mm-hmm. uh, like a two foot wide by like three foot deep, like closet, like scrunched into it, like trying to keep four cats at bay, which is not easy, which is why we re-recorded it in a studio, honey, because it just kept sounding worse and worse and worse when I would like record it from my house. And, but it was like COVID. So we were trying to do the best we could. And then finally, when things started to get a little better, I was able to get into a recording studio. So after not being in a recording studio for like a good, like, I don't know, from like April of 2020 to like, what was that, you guys, like a month or two ago? Yeah. One of the things that I had to do first into this recording studio is like, I come and I say hi to everyone and it's like, so you're going to like match singing like just one note and because for Alicia has this note where she's like, whoa, and I was like, <laughs> it's like, and and so for the first like 12 seconds after hearing that, I was like, ooh, and then I was like, Wait, no, you're like a paid actor now. Like you're like literally like they believe in you. Like they think you can do this. Like you can't keep saying like, ooh, I can't believe I'm gonna, so then I was like, focus, commit. Like, and there was that nice music person who you we were talking about, Ryan. And I was just like, oh my God, he's like a literal musician who like, you know, he didn't say like boom cat, but like he was doing like the, what choreographers are to boom cat he was doing that with music he was like yeah you could just go like up here or like and you're like "Uh," like you know he's like doing like musical things and I don't really know about any of that and I was just like "Uh." but I did it I really just like committed and I like did my like throaty stomach growl and wow (laughs) and it worked it was everything we wanted yeah it was great yeah so did you guys ever have to do a thing where you had to like sing to animation like did you ever have to like match a song to like animation like for Mary and Michael, or did that ever happen? Or like, or would you sing first and then do the animation around how they sang it? I think we yeah. sang we sang yeah. first. We recorded it first, and then they made the lip flaps match us. I think. Yeah, yeah, particularly right. with the songs because you never yeah. know. Like, we want to give these artists the the most freedom they can when they're singing to interpret the song and own it and and embellish and do all that stuff. And so if we if we record or if we animate it to like a demo track or whatever, then we're kind of locking them into this is the performance. Um, and you never want to lock these two in because they, <laughs> they, you know, that would be a big mistake. They are honey, Mariah Carey, butterfly, honey, set them free, honey. Okay, here, question. 
So one thing I had never, you know, really recorded like this, like not so many lines. And I'm curious uh, for this is a question for everyone. So how many times in that booth when you're recording, how it's like, okay, we'll listen to it. And then it's boop, boop, boop. And then you like do the line. And remember how when we would do that, like I could never remember if that was the first time hearing it or the second. So basically like every single line for like six hours at a time, it'd be like, this is the one we're going to listen to. And then after we listen to it, I'd say it when we weren't recording and it's like not the time to say it. <laughs> and then every other time when it's like, it's like the go, it's like you're, it's like, this is the one to listen and then say, like, I would just be like in this dark booth, like, huh, swarm listen. in here. That's nice. <laughs> like, and then, and then they'd be like, say it. Like, so did that happen to you guys too? Or was that just me? No, that happened oh, to me. Jonathan. It did? <laughs> Absolutely. Like, cause I, I get so sucked into the show. I am a, I, I want the only thing I want my eyes to see is Arlo the Alligator Boy. It's all I want to watch. I am the biggest fan too. So like, when I'm supposed to be like, like putting in lines, I'm watching and I'm, I forget that I'm supposed to say something. I completely agree. <sighs> Did that happen to you, Michael? <laughs> Y'all, the, it's called ADR, right? Yeah, ADR. Right? Yep, yep. Yes. But so, Michael, that happened to you as well. It was, it was pretty, I think it was pretty rough at the beginning. But <laughs> y'all, I love you guys. But I think I did pretty good with the ADR. <laughs> but the thing about it is, John, I think it, it comes from me being good with rhythm. Like, I'm really good with uh, rhythm. So when, when it did the one, yeah. two, three, like, immediately I went into musician. So it's like oh. immediately after. It's the air thing. It's the air thing. I God. couldn't do it. I was really. I had. To, I couldn't do it. That. I mean. I, I think from I, like a couple lines, but not many. Yeah. I think from therapy, it was like I've done like hypnosis in the past, and I feel like oh. once I heard those beep beep beep, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I almost had to like go harder, like be like, girl, when you hear those beeps, like it's your time to shine. Like I really had to be like, okay. So here's a question for Ryan and Blake. Not to put you on the spot, but I'm doing it. Of the phenomenon that I just described, who on the cast, even if they're not here, who did that the most? Like how, like who like would just be sitting there when it was like time to say their lines and you had, and then you had like, not, 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 is anyone home? Like, was it me? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, here's, here's how I'll start to answer that. You all embodied it, uh, your character so much that we were always rolling. We just love you all yeah. so much. And, and the improv and, um, and yeah, so the ADR, uh, J- yes, Jonathan, I, I believe it was you. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I would but, say like in reality, it was like, I would say that that happened like, I don't think I'm over it. Like, I bet it happened like 30% of the time, like a third of the time. I think I, I missed. My like I got distracted, but it was also much fun, and 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 I think like uh, like Michael was saying, it really is about that rhythm with the ADR. It really is about that rhythm. Like you hear either yourself or if it was a scratch line that we had to throw in uh, later on, you hear that rhythm, and I think you all you all three are good with that rhythm, and and it was it was successful for us. So yeah, yeah and, and to be fair, in, in a world in a world outside of COVID we're not doing that much ADR. Like we're doing a lot of ADR because you know, we have a lot to make up for. So yeah. in a, in the, in the normal production pipeline, we're getting your original records. You don't have to think about matching the character. And then we get a couple lines in, in at the end, but like we're doing an extreme amount because we're trying to make up for, you know, a period where we, we couldn't be in the studio. And, and that's, you know, you're doing yeah. a great job. 
I really enjoyed the, like, I don't know the difference between, like, if you just get to, like, say the line or if you're having to match your line to, like, when the animation's already done. But I thought that was really fun. I mean, for me, I think that was the, probably the hardest stuff, like, being like, okay, you can't put anything different on this because, like, we already did it. You just need to, like, match it. And yeah. I found myself, like, over the sentences, like, I would, like, draw, like, um like accents and stuff to, like, make myself remember, mm-hmm. like, what emphasis to put, like, on the sentence. Or I'd put, like, little lines to, like, wait. Because, like, like, if I needed to, like, mm-hmm. wait a beat, which that made me feel like such a fuck darn Oscar winning <laughs> actress. <laughs> It did. I was like, I am like literally Helen Mirren. I'm literally like just <laughs> drama, honey. I'm giving the drama. Recently, I've been having some stomach problems. Everyone that I talked to recommended that I take a bunch of different supplements and vitamins, but it's kind of complicated to keep track of that many different pills and powders every day. So I decided to give AG1 a try because I wanted a single solution that supports my gut health while also supporting my immune and brain health. AG1 covers my bases with high-quality ingredients like pre- and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food-sourced nutrients. AG1 also replaces my multivitamin, my pre-slash-probiotic, and my supplements to support energy and focus. AG1 is the supplement I trust to provide the support my body needs daily, and that's why I'm excited to welcome them as a new partner. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com curious. That's drinkag1.com curious. Check it out. Don't you just love when someone looks at you and says, what were you up to last night? Well, no matter how late you were up the night before, Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops can help your eyes look more refreshed and awake. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute to help your eyes look brighter and whiter for up to eight hours. No wonder it has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. You won't believe your eyes. You know you can trust them, though, because they're made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, and they're backed by six clinical studies. Eye doctors trust them, too. They're the number one recommended redness reliever eye drop. The one and only Lumify is an amazing drop that will have people saying something's different about you in the best way possible. So check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. So, okay, I think that... So, what can... What does... I'm going to start here with Ryan and then move to Blake. What do you want people to take from this film? What do you want people to experience? Um, that's a good question. I mean, you you mentioned earlier, like, should a 34-year-old be that into this? And I think, you know, my, my goal from the beginning was always to make something that uh, would resonate with everyone, you know, not just be like looked at as a, this is a kid's movie because it's a cartoon, but to really dig deep into, into the theme, uh, themes of the movie and to really like tell, you know, an emotionally impactful story. And so the first thing I would say to that is like positivity, you know, I want to put something positive in the world. And I think this is a very positive movie. I think that it's, it's, you know, themes are, so, and there's, and there's many themes, but like of really like owning who you are, accepting yourself, supporting each other, having, you know, positive relationships, building each other up, you know, picking each other up when we're down, all of these things that like we really need and we need it now, like, you know, for so many reasons. 
And so that's like the one thing that I really hope that people, you know, can, can take away from it because I think, you know, you just want to do something good in the, in the world. You don't want to, you know, leave it, leave it better than, than it was when you came into it, hopefully. And I think that's what, you know, I'm, I've committed my life to this art form and, and my career to it. And like, so I'm, I'm very passionate about it. And I, and that's what, you know, I hope to do with this project and everything after the trick for me now is like, Arlo is so like, I don't want to, I'm not doing my own horn, but it's so good. We did such a great job. You guys are all so powerful and so, you know, entertaining and so lovable. And it's going to be so hard to, to match what we've, what we've just created over the last few years. Cause I don't, I don't know what that is right now. It's like, I can't see anything other than this. It's just, you know, it was, it's a really, really special project with really special people who really like everyone showed up so positive and really put everything into it. And you don't get that with, you know, we're so lucky in this time to like be able to not only work, but to work with people who really like believe in what we're working on and knowing that at the end, we're going to have something really positive to put into the world. Like that's, that was so special to me. So yeah. yeah. I have yeah. to add to that really quickly. I'm sorry, Blake, you know, that you're used to me talking over you before you can talk. You've been working <laughs> with me for months. Um, to add to that, I, one thing that I like, I obviously I think people think of me as a positive person. And so often people bring this idea up of like, you know, how do you stay so positive? And I think that a lot of times we misconstrue like positivity with being saccharine or like not mm. acknowledging difficulties or grief, uh, feelings of yes. abandonment, feelings of whatever is, you know, because we all have things that we've been hurt by. And that to experience that doesn't mean that you're not being positive. And I really like the way in the movie and in, in the series, you are not, you're tackling issues. I mean, you are tackling mm-hmm. burnout, working fatigue, all like all sorts of things that are like yeah. complex issues. That, I mean, that's part of like what my character kind of went into, but I love how it, it is. It is complex. It is loving. It is everything that you just said. It's positive, but it's also not, not acknowledging some of the things that people go through. And I just, I love how you have chosen to start, tell these stories and, and craft these stories together. So very much hats off to you for that. And it really thank is you. positive. It's everything that you just said. So that's amazing. Blake, yes, please answer the same question. Absolutely. First off, thank you so much uh, we, uh, for, for everything you just said there. Um, when I read the script that that Ryan and Clay Seneschal wrote, um, all the positivity that was in there was so inspiring. And I think we needed it at that time. And as we were starting to produce this movie, and COVID hit and and everything else from 2020 hit and um, and we just really felt like we we were doing something special and I what I want to to come out from this is the message of you know embrace others for everything that they are and do good and I think mm. that that's in the movie and I think we keep pushing it in the series and yeah that's 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 where where I feel Arlo is strongest. Michael and Mary, same question. What do you hope people take from this movie? Um, uh, May, you want to go first? You want me to go you first? You go first. Oh, amen. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think I want people to take away just, I'm grateful that I get to be a part of something so positive because like Ryan said, I think in the times today, we need um, positive content more than, you know, <clears throat> things that make you look at life in a negative way. I think we get that enough. So I think that just have being a part of something that can be so uplifting and will be um, so uplifting is just the positivity I want people to take it away from. And also like the life lessons in it, like Jonathan, going back to when you said like 
or 34, like uh, 34 watching this film, like they're 11. I think that's one of the special parts of this movie. And I've said that for the longest time because I just feel like it's not just for five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. Maybe we are soon getting to the cutoff date. I think that is that's like so irrelevant now. I feel like this this movie is geared toward every age because there's such um, social, um, I guess, topics that a, a young person wouldn't be able to even relate to a lot of the time. I feel like more adults would be able to relate to some of the topics like just self-discovery and, you know, um, what did you touch on, Jonathan, the the fatigue or work yeah, fatigue? And yeah, burnout. Burnout yeah. and things like that. Like, those are such universal topics that are not just, not just geared toward children, but geared toward every age range, you know? So I think just like, just the life lessons of patience and self-discovery is something that I want people to take away from this. And also the joy as well that yeah. um, the music will bring and, and all of that, I want people to take that away from it too. Yeah, and love oh. and happiness and peace and positive, all of that. <laughs> oh. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I think I think for me, obviously, I have like sort of a um, my personal stake in it is that Birdie's a, a fat lady, like she's a fat girl, and there's one thing that like got me really emotional reading the script is that there wasn't a single fat joke. There wasn't anything having to do with her weight. It was just like she's just a strong vegan, <laughs> like like sweetheart <laughs> that just like has a song in her heart and and is looking for friendship and like finds that in Arlo. And so I think I have such a tie to her and a personal, like I have a personal stake here because I wish that I had seen someone like Birdie when I was a kid to know that I didn't have to be on a diet to be happy or find friendship or like have a full vibrant life. And so that to me is like, I hope someone personally takes that, you know, away but like I think the the theme of chosen family is also like like relevant to me as like a queer person but so many other people have you know fraught relationships with their families and so to be able to see you know these like really like this whole group of weirdos like this absolute misfits that find each other and make a home is something that's just so it's so beautiful. And I, I, it reminds me of, um, yeah, it just, it reminds me of Jack Halberstadt is a writer. He has a book called the queer art of failure. And I just feel like that is kind of embracing your, you being a weirdo and like, and, and we all get to find each other and, and be and find home, you know? Yes. <laughs> Full crying. Like didn't see like such an emotional answer at the end. Um, Wow. I will say I listened to Follow Me Home like 27 times yesterday, ever since I found out that it was on Spotify. Like it's it's kind of been an interesting mix because it's a lot of like Meg the Stallion and then Follow Me Home. It's it's kind of like <laughs> Follow Me Home was like my palate cleanser, and then I go back to get yeah. my to get my dance on. So this is the part of the podcast where um it is your moment. Like you went to, I don't know if anyone's yogis here, if anyone participates in yoga, but sometimes there's this thing at the end of class in, in my favorite studios where they say, okay, it's like yogi recess. Cause like maybe you wanted to go do headstands or you wanted to do like triangle pose, but they weren't teaching it that day. And you're like, oh, I fucking came all the way over here. And like, I didn't get to say what I was trying to say. So this is your moment. Uh, if you would be remiss to share anything that you did not get to share, 
Uh, I think we should go in. I actually, this is how we're going to do this because we've never done this before. <laughs> I just wrote a number. I just wrote a number between one and 10. Everyone has to guess. Closest without going over decides who answers the question in what order. This is really Drag Race. It's really RuPaul. It's really, I'm obsessed. Okay, everyone gets their number between one and 10. Closest without going over wins. Two. two. Five. I was going to say two. Eight. Seven. I said five. Mary won. Mary won. It, it was seven. It was seven. seven. I have it written number. down. I have it written right there you go. Right here. There it is. Do you see seven? So it was seven. It was literally seven. So, Mayor Bear, who would you like to do Yogi Recess? You can select the order. Ryan is the genesis of Arlo. Ryan, I think Ryan should go first. Yes, right. So I'm just going to do some stretches, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, share, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, um, it's been a crazy, it's been a crazy, uh, it's been a crazy few years, but it's been a, it's been a crazy couple of weeks getting to the end here. I'll probably cry, but just so you guys know, I do. We, we all cry a lot. Mary, yep. Mary and I started crying. Like I met Mary. We just, it was like tear fest. So you just, you know, I'm not afraid of it. But I, so if I start, if, if you're listening to this and you st- he's like, why isn't he talking? He's crying. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, we put so much into this and, and we, and now we're at the, we're, we still have some work on the series, but we're at the end of the movie and yeah. you just go like, oh my God, like everything, you know, you pour, I, I, I poured everything I can into this. So I, I don't have anything left to give the movie right now. I think I, you know, I'm happy that we, we've done it. I'm, I'm like, I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of, of everything, but I, and I have nothing that I could do different now because I feel like I gave everything to it. So I'm very proud of myself for that, but I'm so proud of just like the relationships and the people that have stepped up to, to give their lives, their spirit, their energy, and their time and, and, you know, to see the value in, in what we're doing, because you just too often kind of go like, you know, I, I want to make something and I want to make something. So I feel cool. Or I, I want to make something that I like or whatever. This project really got away from me, like early on, you know, it became everyone else's and it just, and I just was the, like Mary said, I was kind of, I was just like holding on to like everyone's hands going like, where are we going now? You know, like, um, <laughs> Let me, let me help keep us on track. But like, it's everyone's at this point. And I'm so friggin' proud of like, you know, this group of people coming together and just, and, and putting, you know, I mean, these songs, Jonathan, you know, like I listen to it all the time and I'm like, never have done anything so good. You know, never have I made anything so good. And it's just because I believed in these people, the process and the, and, and embraced the, you know, the contributions and collaboration of all these people like Michael and Mary and, and yourself and Blake, just to allow that process to, to flourish and become something special. And I know now that like, I've seen it on a small level, it's affecting people in a, in a way that is beyond my control and a, in a good way. I think it, it's touching people's lives already. And there's like, you know, even if it's like the 20 or 30 or whatever that have gotten into it so far that are like really passionately posting about it online and stuff like uh-huh. that's okay. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, but there are people it's, it's, it's affecting their lives and, and it's affecting them in a good way. And so, um, I just want to say, you know, I couldn't be more proud of, of 
bringing this group together and just being, you know, getting to do that in my life. Like that's a, this is, you know, so special. So that's, that's like, I guess my, my final piece is just like, what, a, what an amazing journey from like 10 years ago to when this movie comes out and, and to get to like work with all of you and, and, and do this thing has been so cool. So. Wow. It's almost there. I know. I know. It's crazy. Gosh. Mary, who goes next? Oh, oh, Blake, I want you to go next. Oh, goodness. Um, I, too, I think uh, I think um, Ryan definitely hired uh, on a crew and and cast people that all cry. We all <laughs> we, we all share our emotions. So also, just like Ryan said, if uh, if people listening and if you hear a pause, it's because I'm trying to catch myself. But um I think uh, I'm just so happy that I got to help my friend um, make his original. And there's there's that little emotion. <laughs> um, help my friend make his original uh, from when he first talked about it to now. It's been an, um, an amazing and magical story and character. And I think uh, it really speaks to the strength of that story and Arlo and Birdie and Felicia and Tony and Marcellus and Aaliyah and anyone else I'm forgetting from <laughs> from the uh, from Arlo the Alligator Boy, but I think it speaks to the strength that 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 all of us, you know, actors, um, animation uh, people alike, we can all find our ourselves in the story and really connect. And I definitely I definitely found my my connection early on, and just. I'm so happy to see like now it's going to be out and, and again, just all the emotions of that. But, um, I just want to repeat what Krigo said about I've never made anything this good. And, uh, and it's amazing. You're all a part of that. It's, it's all because of all four of you and the whole amazing crew. Um, and I want to say that the amazing crew, like I said, Ryan hired people that fit this show that they're, they're, they're heartfelt. They're smart. They're they're emotional. They they just want to tell the best story, just like you all did too. So, never made anything so good, 2012 to now, and uh, and yeah, I'm just so happy about it. Uh, Blake. Well, I guess I'll, I'll share. I'll share, and then Michael, I think you should close us out. Okay, that's what I think. Um, well, and then Jonathan, are you gonna say? Are you gonna say too? You'll say. Yeah, I mean, I, if you want me to, you're the one who won the, the Price is Right challenge. So this is really, you know, it really is Drag Race. I put the hosting responsibilities on you. Like one of the participants. All-Stars. It's All-Stars rules. Um, I think I, uh, the first time I went to the studio, I was like floored by just like the sheer magnitude of how many people were involved. And it's like, I don't know. I had this idea of how animation worked, but there's really, it's so many people come together to make this thing. It's like, it's, it's, it's insane. It's that this many people have, put their whole hearts and souls and selves into making this piece of art, you know, and, and like that, that's magic. That's what magic looks like to me. And I, I just, I hope, I hope there's a really strong takeaway of, of family and, and, and hope and joy. And, and I hope everybody that worked on it knows how, 
crucial and important they are to the process. You know, I feel like, I feel like actors sometimes get to be like sort of the surface of like, it's about me. It's about, you know, it's about us, but it's really like, it took like how many people, like honestly, like (laughs) there's so many people involved in it that it's bonkers. And I think you can feel all of the care from all over in each part of like the, the lines, the, the, you know, the eyebrow movements, like it's just amazing, (laughs) you know? And, and I just feel really lucky to have been a part of it to help facilitate telling such a, um, such a precious story. I just want to say, um, being, being as though this is my first, like, you know, this is my first movie ever animated, um, I guess film, whatever. It's my first movie. I'm so blessed to have this opportunity and I want to thank you, Ryan. And I want to thank you, Blake and Alex, if you're watching this podcast, which I know (laughs) you will, I want to thank you guys for allowing me to come on and, and voice a character that is so special to me and will be so special to people around the world. Um, and just allowing me to be the, the main character, like that's huge, you know, for me. And I just want to say thank you guys for trusting me and trusting my ability to bring the character to life and give the character character. So thank you guys so much for that opportunity. I'm so appreciative. I just want to say, I know this movie is going to change lives. I always say that. And I say it so much where it might become, it might be becoming a cliche because I say it so much, but I just know what it's going to do in the lives of young people and the lives of people young and old, because it's like, I, I turned to my mom and she's getting emotional while watching the movie. I turned to, or I FaceTime my grandmother, she's getting emotional, you know, watching the movie. So I just know the weight that this, the weight of positivity and joy and, and um, I guess message and hope this movie carries. And I, I just don't take it lightly. And I'm so blessed to be a part of something like this. Um, I just want to say I have the best, castmates ever. Mary, I love you. And Jonathan, I love you you too. You guys bring such, um, I guess, distinctivity to your roles. Like when Ryan, when I, no, for real, Jonathan, you do. When Ryan said, um, a while ago, like you guys make the characters what they are, like it's, it's true. Like I couldn't imagine Imagine what Felicia would sound like if it wasn't voiced by Jonathan. I couldn't um, imagine what Birdie would sound like if it wasn't um, voiced by Mary. I couldn't even imagine what Arlo would sound like if it wasn't voiced by me. I, I get so, like, in my mind, I get so creeped out because as soon as I walk in the session, I start to talk and I'm like, oh, this is the same voice that's in the movie. Or like... <laughs> When I watch the movie, I, I I start having dialogue with somebody, and I'm like, "Oh God, please stop! Lying. This is like, <laughs> what's going on? This is like the voices in the movie." And like, you guys are just doing it. Um, I'm so blessed once again to be a part of this project, and I just can't see, can't wait to see the outcome that it brings to everybody's lives. I'm so excited. So I will just say that I think you know in this in this uh, recording. Mary, when you answered, you know what I said, like, what is every, what do you want everyone to take from this? I had not been able to articulate it in that way. And it brought so much tears to my eyes. But when I think about, um, all of the, all the shows that still stick with me so closely, I think about like Doug, I think about Rugrats. I think, I mean, cause I watched Rugrats from the time I was like six to like 
now. Um, <laughs> but I don't remember. I mean, there are so many um, facets to this story that mm-hmm. are, it's, it's, it's not only what the story is about, but it's also what the story is not about. Right, and right. that is so important. And I think that it does have this, this community and this connectivity that does unite so many people against so, you know, from so many different age ranges and walks of life. And I just think that is so that getting to folks when they're young is so good and so important, especially with a lot of these messages, um, which are really about love and chosen family and community and, you know, helping out and being of service. Um, also setting boundaries, which is like so important for us to be able to talk about. So just hats off. I'm so honored to be a part of this project as well. Um, and I think, you know, not to sound like Jade from America's Next Top Model, although her character was everything. Um, I think I can speak for, you know, Mary Michael and I thank you for believing in us and thank you for giving mm-hmm. us this chance to bring a story so near and dear to your heart to life. Um, it is, I mean, I, I'm glad it didn't take another year, but had it taken one more year, it would have been 10 years. It's like nine years is a long time. <laughs> um, so just thank you all so much for including us and thank you so much for coming on Getting Curious Day. Love you all so much. You got to follow all these people. They're, um, where to follow them will be in the link in the episode description below. So thank you all so much. We love everyone so much. Wow, wow, wow. Yay. Thank you. Thank, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. My guests this week were Ryan Kriego, Blake Lemons, Michael J. Woodard, and Mary Lambert. You'll find links to their work and the new Netflix film, Arlo the Alligator Boy, in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. If you enjoyed our show, introduce a friend, see vous play if you please in French, and show them how to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CuriousWithJBN. Our socials are run and curated by Emily Bosick, and on those socials, we are following our past guests. We're keeping our eyes on new news stories that we're interested in and following. Follow us there. There's a lot more going on. Our editor is Andrew Carson, and our transcriptionist is Alita Vunsha. Getting Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, and Emily Bosick. 